At bedtime, my son asked me, where is my grandma? Why does she never come to pick me up? And I could not put one sentence together to tell him that she's not here and she will never come to pick you up. In today's episode, I am talking about my healing journey and also giving you some ideas on how you can remember and celebrate those loved ones who are not with you anymore. So let's dive in. This is Flauthentic Me, a self-love podcast for South Asian women, a place where we celebrate self-love even when we feel imperfect or flawed, a safe space where you can be raw, real and authentic. And here's your host, self-love and mindset coach, Sunny Lamba. Yesterday was my mom's birthday. Now, some of you already know this and some of the new listeners might not know this, that I lost my mom when I was only 14 years old. It has been 32 years. So yesterday we celebrated her birthday and I will talk about those celebrations in a minute, but I wanted to record this podcast because I was fine yesterday. I didn't cry. I was happy sharing her memories with my son. But then today morning, as I hopped on my Instagram stories to talk about her birthday, I have no idea what happened and I couldn't stop crying. And that's when I thought I have to come on here and talk with all of you about grief and how hard it is sometimes. And grief has no timeline. So that's the topic for today. But before I dive in, I wanted to share with you something exciting. I know I'm talking about grief, but I also want to talk about this because it all goes hand in hand. I am launching Becoming Flauthentic Membership. Now you must think, what does that mean? I am starting a coaching membership. I truly believe that we all need a coach, but not everyone has the access to a coach. There are people who cannot access a coach due to any reason. So I wanted to create a community where we can all get together and I can be there for you, but not just me. We can all help each other. So this will be a membership-based community where we will get together four times a month on a Zoom call It will be some structured sessions and some not so structured sessions. I will be coaching you. It will be group coaching, but I will be coaching you on these calls. And then we will also have journaling circles. So every call will be different. We will have two group coaching calls, a journaling circle, and one where I will pick a topic and talk about that. And I said it goes hand in hand because in order to truly love yourself, you have to also process your grief. You have to go to that deep, dark place of sorrow and pain and tears so that you can then heal yourself and move forward in your life. One of those months in the membership, maybe grief would be a topic where I will help you process that grief. But there's many other topics that I have planned. If you're interested in knowing more about the membership, 
go to my Instagram at sunny underscore lamba and send me a private message saying membership and I'll send you all the information. And now to talk about healing through remembrance and celebrating the life and legacy of our loved ones. For 31 years, I did not process the grief. I shouldn't say 31 because I did start processing it maybe five years ago. So let's say 26 years, I did not process it and I kept suppressing it. Every time there was some mother-daughter scene in some movie and I would be bowling. Every time I listened to a song about mothers, I would just cry and cry and cry. And I'm not saying that I'm at a place where I don't cry anymore. Some of those songs still get me. Just like today morning when I wanted to talk about it and I couldn't stop crying. Grief has no timeline. Grief is a very complex and overwhelming emotion and it takes time to process, sometimes 30 years. But last year in 2022, one of my intentions for the year was to finally face that pain of processing my mother's death and the grief that came along with it. Before that, I have definitely processed it by sharing her stories with my son Especially when the three sisters, me and my two sisters, when we get together, and even my brother, all four of us, when we get together, we talk about her. Sometimes we cry. Most of the times we laugh because I believe laughter is the best medicine. If you're trying to heal through something, seriously, talk about that person, that loved one and laugh. And what I mean by is laugh by sharing their happy memories. It is so important to allow ourselves the space and time to grieve. And that then leads you to healing and true acceptance. When I started my business, one thing that kept coming up was, I am not worthy, I am not good enough. And I have proven myself over and over in my life. I was always the top student in school, in university, in my previous jobs. I've always been the top performer. Then why was this coming up? Because now I had my own business, which means I had my own benchmarks to set up. And when I had my own benchmarks, I started setting those high standards. Where does that come from? When I lost my mom and my elder sister moved to Canada, I ended up becoming a mini mother to my younger brother and my sister. And you may call it social conditioning or expectations or gender roles that I set up this high standard for myself that I have to replace my mom. And what I mean by replacing is not physically replace, but I have to do everything that she did for us. But you can't expect that from a 15-year or a 14-year-old. And that's where those feelings of self-worth came from because I felt I wasn't good enough. If my brother was sad or if my sister was sad, I took it upon myself that I'm not doing my job properly. So when I started my business and these feelings of worthiness and not good enoughness kept coming back, I knew I had to process my grief. Last year, I went to therapy. I also have my own coach, which I've had for, for a couple of years now. And I started reading a book called Motherless Daughters by Hope Edelman. In addition to therapy and coaching, I think that book played a very crucial role in my healing process. So I want to talk to you about why we need to recognize and address our grief 
and why suppressing it is not going to take you anywhere. It's going to keep coming back. Even when you process your grief and you go through the healing process, it will still keep coming back. But you will now have the tools, plus you've gone through the process of facing that fear of drowning in your pain, that you're able to face it better. It is so important for your own personal growth. It leads to healing, it leads to acceptance, but most importantly, it also leads to personal growth. All those blocks that have been coming in your way, now when you go and process your grief and you go through the healing process, those blocks start falling off. Now in South Asian culture, we mostly remember the day our loved ones passed away. And that's the day that we do some rituals. There's different rituals in different religions in India or in South Asians. There is Shraddh that Hindus do and they uh, do acts of kindness, they donate food or they do some kind of prayers and similar rituals. But most of us remember the day our loved ones passed away. Last year, I got an idea while reading the book that why do I always remember my mom on the day of her passing? And I always went to the Gurdwara, prayed, donated some food and then either went to food bank or any homeless shelter and donated food. But why not celebrate her birthday? So last year was the first time that we celebrated her birthday, which is April 30th. We cut a cake, we ate her favorite food, we listened to her favorite music and then of course we went to the homeless shelter with some gifts. And this year we did the same again. So why is it so important to honor the lives of those who are not with us anymore in their memory? It's these acts of kindness which keep their legacy alive. It keeps their love and compassion alive. My mom was a very loving and compassionate person. She was always there to help others, to listen to them. She was the light of ray, the sunshine in others' lives. Her laughter could be heard two blocks down the street. Even today, if I go back into that neighborhood, people remember my mom with her laughter. They always say, oh, you're the daughter of Manjeet, the one who used to laugh and her laughter was so contagious. So to remember her love, her compassion, her laughter, we do something, some kind of act of kindness or service. It keeps their legacy alive. And this tradition of service not only honors their memory, but also helps us. Because research says the act of giving is a sure shot way to happiness. There's two keys to happiness. Number one, gratitude. And number two, giving. When you are in service of others, when you are engaging in acts of kindness, it helps you find happiness within yourself. Recently, I watched the movie Goodbye. It's a Hindi movie with Amitabh Bachchan and Neena Gupta. And it is about the death of a mother and how everyone is talking about the rituals and how the body should be facing a certain way and how you need to do the prayers and the very specifics of the rituals. But the daughter in the movie keeps saying that this is not how mom would like us to remember her. Why are we fussing over these little things when we should be celebrating her life? Mom loved to dance and sing and party. That's what we should do. And it really made me think, I know, yes, it is hard when you are going through something, when you lose a loved one, it is hard to dance and party. And I'm not saying that's what you have to do. 
because then you're suppressing your pain. You have to cry. You have to let your emotions flow. But then don't get bogged down by these small rituals of how the body should be placed and how whether we should mark their forehead with something or what clothes they should wear or how we should give the bath to the body. Yes, those rituals are important, especially in our culture. I truly believe that some of those rituals are there so that the soul can get the moksha. But to process our own grief, how about taking a moment to just talk to that loved one? Sitting with yourselves and talking to them, writing a letter to them, playing their favorite music. How about that? So lately, I've really been doing that. In order for my own healing process, I've been doing things that mom would have loved. My mom was a great singer and she loved Punjabi folk music. So when I'm in my car, most of the time I am playing those songs because I love them too. I grew up listening to them. I grew up her singing them and singing along with her. So I love, love, love listening to those songs. She also loved retro Bollywood music. Muhammad Rafi, Kishore Kumar. And that's my favorite music as well. So I remember her through these songs, through her favorite songs. If you are going through grief, whether it is someone you just recently lost or maybe long, long time ago, here are some things you can do to keep their memory alive. Create a memory jar in which you can all write something about this person, something that you remember them as, anything, small stories, small incidents, small jokes, or things they like to do, or things you did together with them. And every year on their birthday or on their passing away day, or whenever you're feeling the grief, open that jar and read those little notes that you wrote. You can also maybe do an annual gathering. Every year you get together on their birthday. Maybe you can plant a tree and whenever you're feeling sad, you can go and sit by that tree. Maybe you can create a memory book, which is similar to the memory jar. How about lighting a candle for them on holidays? On Diwali, I always light a candle for my mom. That's her candle. It, it tells me that she's here with me. It represents her presence in our lives. How about making a memory quilt from the pieces of clothing from your loved one? Unfortunately, I don't have anything from her. Otherwise, I would have loved to do that and wrap myself in that quilt, feeling her embrace. Do a acts of kindness. Go volunteer somewhere. Maybe donate some food. Maybe serve in a soup kitchen. Maybe go serve in a homeless shelter. Help those who are in need. Maybe create a list of their favorite songs, your playlist. And listen to that whenever you need to heal. So these are just some of the things you can do. And it basically keeps their memory alive and also helps you maintain a sense of connection with them. Because true healing comes when the person who has left is always there with you. When you can feel their presence in your happy moments, in your sad moments, in your celebrations, in your achievements, you can feel their presence all the time. I'm not saying I'm there yet. Oh, no, I'm not. But I have started feeling her presence more. Whenever I achieve something big, whenever I'm celebrating something, I always talk to my mom. And I feel that she's there. She's watching over me. She's smiling over me. Actively engaging in this process of remembering and celebrating our loved ones can help you with your emotional healing and personal growth, as I already said. By letting yourselves to grieve, to remember, to honor their memory, you can find solace 
and healing in your journey. You can find that peace within yourselves. Recently, I did something, something really big. I haven't shared about it yet on anywhere on my social media. But I'll be sharing today actually because I got the permission to share. I took part in a photo exhibition. This photo exhibition is put together by a photographer. Her name is Prachi. And she is doing a photo exhibition called Parda. Parda meaning veil. And it is a photo exhibition to raise awareness on the suppression of trauma in the South Asian culture. This will be from May 18th to 20th in the Ken Sailing Waterloo Region Museum. I highly, highly recommend you to go see it. She has photographed 20 women, 18 or 20 women, and shown their, to show their trauma through their pictures. And I was lucky enough or I am grateful to be a part of this exhibition. I reached out to her when I heard about it and I said, I have been in the healing process of finally accepting my mother's death, which was 32 years ago, and I would love to be a part of this. I already have the picture. She has sent it to me. And that is such a beautiful, beautiful tribute to my mom. I cannot share the picture with you guys yet, but I will share about the exhibition. I cannot share the picture until the exhibition is out. So I'll share it after that. But every time I look at the picture, I tear up, but it is a part of my healing process. And I'm so, so proud of myself for putting myself out there and facing my fear, facing my pain. Because three years ago, someone suggested to me that I should go to therapy to process this grief. And I didn't do it because I thought that the grief would be so overpowering and it would consume me and I won't be able to rise out of it. But today I'm proud that I took that step and I went through the healing process because I can now talk about my mother without totally melting down. Some days I do melt, but mostly I can. And finally, I want to talk about how it is so amazing that I'm doing this because it has helped my son understand, number one, his grandmother, number two, his own mother, and number three, it has made him realize that some days mama cries because she misses her mom and it's okay. It's okay to cry and miss your loved ones. And I'm getting emotional now. But now that we're doing this, he asks me more questions about grandma. And I share those stories with him and it feels like I'm passing on her legacy. And I've also started doing that with my father's memory. I'm only talking about my mother in this whole because yesterday was her birthday. But I started doing that with my dad as well. I believe I need way, way, way more work to get to that point of what I need to do in order to heal from everything that has to do with my father, uh, in, including his death. But it has really helped. So doing these little rituals or whatever your ritual is, your ritual can look like anything. It doesn't have to be similar to anyone else. It could just mean writing a letter to your loved one. I started writing a letter as well. My sister does as well on her birthday, on her passing away day. And on Mother's Day, I write a letter to her. And this was my sister's idea, actually. But your ritual, your little thing, your healing process will look different from everyone else's. I'm just giving you some ideas. But when you go through this, you also show your kids, our younger generation, that 
life is not always fair loss is a part of life and crying is okay and we all have to go through that process of healing and acceptance in order to grow forward it also helps them to develop emotionally and understand loss better by including them we also teach them the importance of compassion empathy and making connection and keeping that connection with those who are not in our life anymore so we are basically raising more resilient and stronger kids when we share our own grief with them i still remember my son was only 4 years old when one day he asked me where is my grandma what had happened was that it was the last day of school before summer holidays and some other kid at school had their grandma come pick them up and that kid said that oh i'm going to be spending the weekend with my grandma so my grandma is here to pick me at bedtime my son asked me where is my grandma why does she never come to pick me up and i could not put one sentence together to tell him that she's not here and she will never come to pick you up and my husband had to take over the conversation because my husband also lost his mother so my son has no grandparents but i could not i just could not talk and today i'm at a place where i can share her memories with him and also cry in front of him there are times when i'm listening to a song and i start crying and he just looks at me and he says mama are you missing your mom that is what healing looks like and again it's not a linear process you will heal one day and then next day you'll melt and you'll cry just like i did yesterday on her birthday i was fine i was smiling i was sharing her stories and then this morning i could not even talk and it's okay to cry at the end i just want to remind you the importance of healing through remembering and through celebrating the life and legacy of our loved ones also it's okay to go seek help to go to therapy back in those days when i lost my mom no one even thought of explaining to us kids what was going on we were all just put into a room so that we don't see everything and i know our adults only thought that this would help us and we won't be later maybe have nightmares about the whole process of rituals around her body and the funeral and uh, cremation and everything so we were not even taken to the cremation hall but if they did include us and involve us it would have been easier for us to heal to process and to get that closure but we didn't we are so lucky that today we have those resources so go seek help if you're going through any kind of grief in your life and cherish those memories don't don't avoid talking about them talk about them even if it makes you cry it's okay talk about them yes you might not be able to put one sentence together and you might not be able to finish your thought process and you might just end up crying in a heap on the floor that's okay so thank you so much for everyone who joined in today i'm so 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 grateful for each and every one of you i truly truly love and cherish your time your attention that you give to me and your love that i always receive if you think someone needs to hear this please share this episode with them if you think this can help someone who's going through grief of someone they have lost recently or in the past share this episode with them or share it on your social media don't forget to tag me at sunny_lamba and on that note this is sunny signing off until next time keep loving yourself and stay fluffy and take
Thank you for listening to the Flothentic Me podcast. Did you relate to something or had an aha moment? I would love to hear your thoughts. Connect with me on Instagram at sunny underscore lamba. Screenshot this episode and share it on social media or just send it to your friends. You can also sign up for our newsletter so that you can get weekly tips and tools. Until next time, keep loving yourself and stay authentic.